Hi and welcome to The Crime Pod. I'm Sam. And I'm Caitlin. Today I'm going to tell you the story of Scottish murderer Gavin Boyd. So Caitlin, have you heard of this one? Have you heard of Gavin Boyd? Shockingly, I haven't. No, no. Well, we like seem to do that every week. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why oh, do we do this? <laughs> should I have known about this? <laughs> no. Um, so I didn't know about it, but I thought, oh, this is quite interesting. Um, and so I'll just begin because we can't do anything else. Right. So Gavin Boyd was born in 1959 and he was raised in Ayrshire. His father, he emigrated when he was three years old. Um, he had no known, known contact with him since. And his mum had two other children with another man. So, you know, this so far kind of sounds a tiny bit normal. But Gavin didn't have a great childhood. He okay. was exposed to serious abuse and neglect throughout. And this sometimes was of, of a violent and sexual nature. So the comings of a serial killer shall we say yeah i can already feel it beginning Mm -hmm. yeah now he's not a serial killer just to say spoiler alert i I just used that word oh there's not tons of information on his early early life and it was actually really hard to research this one because a lot of stuff was either blacked out or just wasn't there um however his records throughout his life include attempted murder indecent assault and fire raising so he just set fire to like buildings and stuff now his first ever court appearance was in 1967 at the age of eight now i can't locate what it was for but he was charged with two offenses and at the time psychiatric reports stated that there may be possible contributory factors from his early years and upbringing that led to the offending so, you know, it's it was his childhood, yeah, his yeah. upbringing that did it. Now, moving on, 10 years later, in 1977, at the age of 18, Gavin was first admitted to Carstairs Hospital when he was convicted of theft and willful fire raising again. So, oh. yeah. Now, for those of you who don't know Carstairs, it's a psychiatric hospital in South Lanarkshire. And it provides care and treatment, but in really high security conditions. You know, I'm sure there's a couple of the ones that we've already done in the podcast who'll be there or have been there. Um, He was released either seven or nine years later, because a few searches, they say different. So, you know, seven or nine years later. And then he quickly racked up convictions for indecent assault, theft, housebreaking, breach of the peace and breach of bail. So what happens next? He's he's doing well for himself. But the authorities recalled Gavin to Carstairs. But they released him again in 1992. Perfect. So there's a lot of releasing going on, shall we say. Now, you've probably already guessed, I'm not going to say that he changed his way and became a model citizen after all of this. He unfortunately didn't change, and in 1999, while on licence, which I had to Google what that meant, so it means that you're still serving a prison sentence, but you can live in the community instead of being in prison. So you know how you got released from Carstairs. 
he still had a sentence on him, but he's just got rules he has to follow, and it just depends on the length of your sentence. But he yeah, was yeah. in in the community. He was charged with ten years imprisonment following a crime he committed. Okay. And and this crime took place in 1997. He tried to rape a 19-year-old girl in her own home and repeatedly hit her with a knife. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Gavin was the family's gardener at the time and he managed to talk his way into this house under the pretense of collecting his wages because... He actually established that the victim was home alone. So this 19-year-old girl was home alone and he was like, look, I need in, got to get my wages, etc., etc." Now, this young woman was left permanently disfigured as a result of the attack. So she wasn't, she didn't die, but, you know, she had loads of trauma and was yeah, of course. disfigured because of him. Now, the sentencing judge commented that anger was a feature of the incident. He simply lost control of himself. As well as the prison sentence, uh, Gavin also had to register with the police as a registered sex offender because, well, obviously, of the crime he committed. So he was now on the sex offender's register. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now, the court believed that there was some planning involved with Gavin's attack. However, Gavin himself took no responsibility for his anger or his violent behaviour and he just kept maintaining that it was just a chance encounter with the victim and that definitely hadn't been planned for a trans encounter though like it's just crazy yeah like i ain't calling him a liar but yeah yeah now guess what happens next he was released from prison of course he was, course mm-hmm. he was. yes so he was um sentenced in 1999 for 10 years but he got out in february 2006 but he was also subject to a 10-year extended sentence, which was managed by, um, like, a South West Scotland community justice authority area. So kind of like a bunch of social workers and stuff, like, from different parts and different areas of, like, the council. Um, but he just, he wasn't in prison. So it was another 10 years out in the community. Now... It was a set of non-parole license conditions um, set by the parole board and this also included an electric monitoring tag on his ankle. Wow, okay. So, after his release in 2006, he lived alone in Ayrshire and was unemployed. Okay, now I'm going to jump forward a few years to 2008. Gavin is 49 years old. He was still living alone and he was unemployed and he still had his ankle monitor. And he was being monitored at the start of release in 2006, 24 hours a day. So permanent monitoring. Yeah. However, by this time in 2008, it was only activated at the weekends. So he's on a 10-year sentence outside the prison not even really probably I feel two years later he's only getting monitored at the weekends yeah for what he done as well is just yeah like yeah okay okay now he he was living in air 
Ayrshire and he sort of had a relationship with his stepbrother, Robert McCall, um, who was 37 at the time in 2008, and with his brother's girlfriend, Vicky McGrand, who was 20 years old. Okay, oh. so it wasn't, I'm not going to say it was like a, a work, great relationship, it was just kind of like, well, we chat and stuff like that. Now, Gavin, he liked to dress up in women's clothes and wear makeup. He wore a size 18 and called himself Joyce. Okay. So this was after his release in prison. He went on to dress up and feel comfortable in women's clothes and called himself Joyce. Now, I don't know if it was completely out in the open. It could have just been, you know, something he kept to himself or just people he knew. It wasn't like, he, I don't know if he went outside or anything like that. Now, Gavin claims that he and Vicky, his stepbrother's girlfriend, were friends and she used to offer to help him do his makeup, you know, when he was dressed up and he used to loan her clothes, including a £300 designer dress. And apparently Vicky also had a DVD of him dressed up as a woman, you know, showing off his... Yeah, yeah. Thing. And then Gavin had also taken nude photographs of Vicky, apparently with her consent, because she wanted to send them to adult magazines to make money. Okay. So this is a registered sex offender, mind, and she's 20 years old. Yeah. Now, however, some reports show that Vicky knew of his past history and it was a, and was quite afraid of Gavin, wasn't too keen on him, and that also his stepbrother didn't want her to be in his company without without him there. So yeah, yeah. Gavin's like, oh no, we're friends, and other ones are kind of like, mm, well, mm, we don't really like you. Now, Vicky, um, who was 20 years old, she she had a rough upbringing as well, to be honest. Now, from what I read, she was quite hard to handle. She was out of control and things when she was younger. So at the age of 15, she was put into care um, and she was bounced around a wee bit into different like care homes because of her behaviour. Um, she then obviously she got out when it was the age to you know, when they set you, yeah, like, yeah. They just tell you to get out and yeah, be yourself in a way. Yeah. Um, she got given like council houses and stuff and had help, but then she also just refused to take the help at times. And her one of her first relationships, I think when she was 16, he abused her. She had a relationship at the age of 18 as well. Guess what? He abused her. So, oh. you know, she's she's not in a great state. Uh, no, definitely not. Um, so I'll give you a little bit of uh, Vicky and Robert's relationship. It was described as volatile with six domestic incidents between February and August 2008. And these resulted in police involvement. So arguments and abuse usually were fueled by alcohol. So again, she was not in a good relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, his stepbrother Robert as well he was in and out of prison and he was a bricklayer but you know troublemaker or especially with alcohol in him now on the 9th of June 2008 in relation to a domestic incident involving Vicky and Robert they appeared in court and Robert was subject to standard bail conditions 
which also stipulated that he should not communicate directly or indirectly with Vicky. So following, I'm guessing, I think he may have beaten her up. Okay. Bail was set. He was released, but he cannot be in contact with her. Okay. So Vicky was living in Robert's flat at the time as well. So, you know, she wasn't in a good position to to get away from it all. Now, I know I said at the start, murderer, Gavin Boyd, and I haven't even mentioned any murder. So Yeah, I'll, I'll... I was like, where are we getting to? <laughs> yeah, I'll get to the point, okay? <laughs> Soon. Bear with me. So, on Sunday, the 24th of August, 2008, Vicky's boyfriend shows up. You know, he's still on his bail. They have a domestic, and Vicky calls the police. So her boyfriend, yet again, gets arrested by Strathclyde Police for breaching his bail conditions because you know you can't exactly be in the same house with the person you're supposed to stay away from now it also turns out that he was arrested because they found out him and vicky had been meeting up for the past week so right okay they had been meeting up it was fine but clearly they may have had alcohol or things just got worse so she called the police now on the 26th of august her boyfriend he was still in prison, but Vicky contacted him as she had no money. So this resulted in Robert telling her to go see Gavin, see if he could help her out, you know, give her some cash. Yeah, yeah. So later that day, Vicky met Gavin at a pub and apparently she later returned home. Vicky's dead body was subsequently found on Sunday the 31st of August 2008 in the flat now at this time Gavin went off the radar on the 29th of August as he ripped off his ankle tag oh and it turns out that he fled to Cumbria in England but he did come back five days later because he didn't want to miss his appointment with his social worker because you know when criminals miss appointments and stuff, it goes crazy and you, they end up probably getting arrested again and et cetera, et cetera. But remember, he went off the radar on the 29th of August because he's only getting checked at the weekends. So he could have went missing way before then, but no one would have known because they're not keeping track of him. And uh, because of this as well, like, down the line I'll probably say it again but a lot there's a lot of finger blaming to like different areas of like the council etc etc now police officers went to question Gavin on his return where he began yelling and threatening to commit suicide so he was restrained by four officers after a struggle and he was under arrest okay which I get like he thought it was because he was the stepbrother of the victim well not the victim but you know what I mean he was related to Vicky in some way and that of all his prior convictions etc so he just went off on one like he he might have only been getting questioned to be a witness it wasn't like you're the murderer but the way he acted the police were like hmm okay fair enough now, on the 26th of August, 2008, Gavin went up to the flat with Vicky that night after they met in the pub. Okay. He claims 
so this was all out in court. This was part of his court case. Okay. He claims that she was blackmailing him for cash. So it wasn't just kind of going to the pub and being like, look, I have no money. You're going to give me money because, right? So she was threatening to hand over the DVD that I mentioned earlier of him oh, yeah. dressed as a woman to his family. So that's where I got the thought of, well, I don't think anyone really knew that he liked to dress up in women's clothes. So Gavin's story is she was threatening to, like, out my secret. He was also angry because she didn't return his clothing, including the £300 designer dress. So Gavin says that, you know, he was angry, but he left the flat. She, he left the flat the night she died and claimed that she was an injured when she left. Okay. When he, when he left, sorry. Now, it turns out that Gavin actually punched Vicky on her head. Oh. Knocked her to the ground, tied a PlayStation cable round her neck and then pressed a pillowcase over her face. Smothering. Oh smothered her to death right Mm -hmm. so obviously he's just murdered someone but obviously to to you know deal with the situation he rips off his electronic tag and he fled to cumbria i don't know what (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why you'd flee to cumbria Cumbria, i'm so confused And how he managed to rip that tag off. like That's what my that's main a... question was. I didn't think mm-hmm. those tags could come off. No. I think if you put like a pin or something in them. I, I, honestly, I don't know. I've never had one. But All right, that's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, crazy that he managed to do that. However, remember, he just killed someone. Now, like I said, he only gets tracked at the weekends. So, mm, people yeah, are like, oh, well, like, he the week, might have been well, he's here. gone. Exactly. Now, Vicky's family, they, they were getting a bit worried. So they, they called the police out to the flat on the 31st of August. And that's when they found her body. So really, I'm pretty sure she was murdered on the 26th of August, 2008, and was left there. And because, remember, her um, boyfriend was in prison. But also, after her death, his charges were um, removed and he, and he was released from prison. Because, you know, I guess he can't abuse someone that's dead. Not to be mean about it no I think that's fair mm-hmm. yeah the jury at the trial didn't believe that Gavin's statement being like oh I left the flat and then you know she was completely fine and she was uninjured um, so he was fil- found guilt- guilty of murder and it took them less than two hours to come to this conclusion oh wow right mm-hmm. that's when you know yeah now I'm pretty sure in the court you're not allowed to tell people of previous convictions until no. they've they've sentenced them and things. So they were completely shocked with everything else that came out, you know, afterwards, being like, you know, he he was actually he'd been locked up about three times, twice in a psychiatric unit. But you know, we just let Yeah, out. exactly. We just been like, out. oh mm-hmm. now passing sentence, Lord Turnbull told him, You took the life of an innocent young woman. There is an evil within you that cannot be controlled. So he jailed Gavin for life and told him that he could not be considered for parole until he had served 20 years. And he also said, you may never be released. Oh. mm -hmm. 
he was not like he wasn't taking Gavin's shit that's for sure yeah yeah for sure yeah so at the high court in Glasgow Lord Turnbull jailed Gavin Boyd for life speaking after the verdict Geraldine Watt which is an area procurator fiscal for Ayrshire she said I can never say that either I know I'm sorry I'm like the murder of Vicky McGrand in her own home was a despicable breach of her trust Gavin Boyd then fled to England in a futile attempt to escape justice. His cruelty caused needless suffering to Vicky and those who loved her and shocked the people of Ayr. Although nothing can bring her back, I hope that today's convictions bring some comfort to Miss McGrand's family and friends. There are a lot of agencies, they've passed the blame, like I've been saying, they've been pointing the finger, they've been like, look, it wasn't me, it it was you, it was blah, 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 um, for all of this happening. And... They were saying who was and who wasn't keeping track of him. Like, oh, this wasn't us, this was you. And why? The questions were raised as in, why was he released so many times? Why did his monitoring go from 24 hours to literally practically nothing in such a short period of time? And there were so many kind of like, why did this happen? This shouldn't have happened. He shouldn't have been out in society to cause all this stuff. He's just murdered an innocent person. He's a sex offender. He has robbed stuff. He's burned things. Like he is not. He's mentally deranged, and he yeah, has yeah. evil in him. So, um, a big kind of the Southwest Scotland Community Justice Authority area. Um, wow. They put a big case out. It's it's online. A lot of it's blacked out though, if, if, and it's a lot of pages. You know what I mean. Um, so they had to put a case review into the management of Gavin Boyd together. They had to be like, look, this is what happened. This is a stage of events. Um, what can we do to to not let this happen again? So why yeah. why was he released? And why shouldn't we release someone like this? And, and what next steps should we take? So they had to put a huge thing together because obviously the limelight is on them. They There's a huge thing of, like I said, why was he in the public? So yeah, no, for sure. The story of Gavin and also the story and the murder of Vicky McGrand. What's your thoughts and feelings? That's just, yeah, it's like another one though that I'm going to be like, how isn't that, like maybe it is well known, but like I've not really heard of that. It's not even a name you kind of recognise. No, not at all. Especially with Vicky's surname as well, like McGrand. I've never heard that surname before so it's like no and that's awful like and I think with all his previous charges it shows like he shouldn't have just been getting checked at weekends and that he should have been kept an eye on basically Mm -hmm. no absolutely oh I know this is kind of irrelevant but I had a fun fact written down if you want to hear it so Gavin was one of a hundred inmates at Her Majesty's Prison Glen Oakle Okay. In August 2016, who falsely declared they were Jewish to receive kosher food. So this cost the taxpayers about £5,000 a month. Um, it was him and also like a bunch of other, say, murderers. And there oh, was really? A, yeah, there was a trans... It was a transgender criminal that put the whole thing together. Because, you know, when you Google it and it throws out yeah, all yeah. this abuse and you're like, come on, headlines, take a break. But, yeah, this is how I found it. But it was kind of reminding me of, you know, Orange is New Black. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. I, didn't know this <laughs> I didn't know this was a real thing, but yeah, he was part of it all. Um, oh, what? Which is crazy. I guess it must have looked ten times better, but you know. So That's yeah, he's mental, isn't it? I just thought I'd let you know that. But it, he's an awful man, and the system failed majorly on this one. Yeah, I, I think like well, to for go sure, and that's the thing. Sorry, Anigo. No, no, I, that's it. It's like to go in a psychiatric hospital twice and be released. Like I'm not saying that some people don't get better or they don't, you know, manage to manage themselves in public. But clearly, this guy from the age of what eight, eight, was yeah, not yeah. was not like a proper human being. So sorry, he. No, for sure though, and that's the thing, like they, the system completely failed them, but then someone lost their life because of it, which isn't acceptable. 